Hey everyone, my name is Dr. Dolores Tarver. I am a licensed psychologist here in Georgia and it is time for the TT Time with Dr. Tarver is a wellness-based podcast. It is not intended to be a substitute for a relationship with a licensed mental health provider. Welcome to February. I know that people have mixed feelings about the month of February. There are some awesome things that happen in February. Black History Month, though one would argue that Black History is every day of the year. Uh, but there's also some dread that comes along with February because February 14th is a day that often fills people with some mixed emotions if they're not in a dating relationship or if they're not in a relationship that they feel like is going to grow and move anywhere. And so we have a lot of concerns about how people show up for us on February 14th because sometimes we feel like our relationships are a reflection of our worth and value. So the 14th of February can be very, very challenging for people. And because of that, this month, I am going to be addressing different relationship dynamics throughout the month. Now, the first one, of course, let's go ahead and get into it, is going to be about dating. So it is entitled, Just Stop, The Dating Do's and Don'ts. This is a very common topic that I have with people, uh, conversations that I frequently have with my clients about dating. Dating can be extremely challenging, particularly if you're a person that just got out of a relationship and you've healed and you're back on the market. It's difficult not to compare that past partner. If you have given yourself time to grieve after you've lost a partner, it can be difficult getting back out there and dating again when you might be out of practice and feel like you're a little rusty. It also can be difficult when we're in this pandemic, trying to figure out how to date, trying to figure out how to date safely. And then in this world of dating on social media or being able to have access to apps, making sure that you're not being catfished, making sure that this person is who they say they are, that this person can be trusted, that they can be safe. And so there are a lot of things that people are absolutely struggling with, understandably so, uh, when they're out in the dating world. And then those negative experiences that we have had in dating can sometimes make us a little hesitant to get back out there. What negative experiences do you mean, Dr. Tarver? Well, thank you for asking. So, of course, you may have had this happen to you or had this happen to someone you know. Here you are randomly looking up information or finding out information, and then you come across the fact that this person who you have recently met or have been getting to know or dating actually is what? A convicted child molester. And you think to yourself, surely this cannot be the case. This is not this person that I'm dating. Or you find out something about them that is just unsettling to you for any number of reasons, and it doesn't feel good in your spirit. What am I supposed to do with that? Out here in these dating streets, do I bring this up to this person? Do I ghost this person? Speaking of ghosting, that may have also been an experience that you had, a negative experience, where you had a maybe a good first date or a couple of good conversations, and then all of a sudden this person disappears. And you're thinking, did I do something to this person? Where did this person go? You called them, you texted them, you sent them messages in a bottle, uh, skywritten, and they are not responding to you. Or you may have had an experience where you go out, you have a good time, the person is talkative, you're engaging, but then all of a sudden the conversation starts getting stale. And it's not like we're growing and talking about anything of any substance anymore. And so now it's gotten kind of boring, or maybe I've gotten to know you a little better and 
I'm just not as interested in you as maybe I thought I was, but there's nothing necessarily that I can say is wrong with you other than I just feel like maybe you're boring or you don't have a lot to talk about. Or maybe the person that you are dealing with doesn't want to talk on the phone or doesn't want to meet in person and they only want to text. And that doesn't feel like that's a good fit for you. Or maybe they're a person that talks constantly and you feel like you can't get a word in edgewise. And so when you're talking to them, you feel like they know nothing about you. They haven't invested you in, invested in you in any way. They just kind of dumped, poured onto you. You may have been in situations where you felt like you were someone's listening ear. They called you to problem solve. They called you when they needed something. But other than that, they weren't available for you. Maybe you have felt used in your dating experience, used for your social capital because you just happen to be a very beautiful person. And so people like having you on their arm or used for your body feeling like that you're just a sexual object to someone, used for your finances, that you're financially supporting this person. They just want you for uh, to help them pay bills or when they're struggling at the end of the month with being able to cover all their expenses or for transportation, food. There's any number of reasons why we may feel uh, used by a person. You may feel like you literally don't know anything about this person because you don't even have really any communication with them at all. They may disappear for days or weeks at a time. The conversation is spotty when it does happen. Or maybe there's just those random texts, good morning, or how's your day going, but it doesn't go any further than that. There's no depth to that. There may be people that you're investing in them. You're putting time in them. You make yourself available to them, but you feel like they don't make themselves available to you. It could be a person where you feel like you're trying to carry the conversation that is exhausting because it doesn't feel like they have much to add. And so it can be very difficult to want to talk to them because it feels so draining. You may question whether this person knows your name because they have never actually called your name. They may call you by beautiful or handsome or gorgeous or, or fine or, or bae, but they haven't actually said your name. And you're thinking, does this person actually know my name? Or even more so, this person doesn't actually know your name. You've never progressed to a point where you've actually even given more than nicknames. This person doesn't know your real name. Now, some of you may like to date and not give a person your real name initially, but you get to a point in a relationship where that would be something that might be important if the relationship is going to go somewhere. Um, maybe you feel like you're in a relationship and, and I'm using relationship very loosely, you all. So we're just talking about exchanges and interactions, not anything that is a significant commitment, but just out here dating. Maybe this person only wants to do things in the house. They don't want to go out anywhere. They're uncomfortable going out or, or maybe they don't feel like they have the financial resources to go out. Or maybe they're just a person that says, well, I'm a homebody. I'm really fine staying at home, but you're a person that likes to go and do things. Maybe you're figuring out that you don't have similar interests, uh, that you're not equally yoked at all. It may be that you get to know this person and you realize they have habits that are uncomfortable for you. Maybe they're a smoker and you don't like smoking. Maybe they haven't been honest with you about their status. They're actually not single, uh, but they are separated. And so in their minds, because they are separated, they are single. But you're like, well, you're actually still married. So technically you're not single. Or they are dating multiple people and they're not telling you that they are dating multiple people or that they have an interest in dating multiple people or that they're just interested in some type of casual relationship and not anything significant. Uh, even though they have not expressed that to you, but because you didn't ask them that directly, uh, because we have a hard time sometimes asking those questions. So now you think that you're in something that you're not in. And then you find out later like, oh, we weren't even in the same type of relationship. 
Maybe you're embarrassed when this person is out with you. They might be rude to people at restaurants. They may be loud or obnoxious. Maybe they have a pattern of, of getting drunk or being high and, and it's just very uncomfortable for you and you have to carry them home or make sure they get home safely or, or, or take care of them and you're making sure they don't fall into the toilet because they're regurgitating uh, all of the things that they drank and ate, right? And these are things that just don't feel really good to you, but hey, this is a really nice person other than those things. Or maybe you're in a situation where this person is constantly violating your boundaries. They're touching you um, in ways that don't feel comfortable for you. They may be their work hours that they're not honoring. And so they want to be able to talk to you, even though you've told them that you're working um, and that you'll, you'll talk to them later. You can't have your phone at work or it's a distraction when you get calls or texts at work, but they continue to keep calling, 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 calling. Maybe your bedtimes are different. And so they're a person that goes to bed much later. And so even though you have to get up very early in the morning, they're constantly calling you late. And then you're finding yourself giving them that time. And then you're tired and exhausted. But when it's time for them to go to bed, then they don't talk to you. You may find that they just violate your space altogether. They're touching things. They're going through things. Um, some people have just kind of space boundaries in terms of they feel like they should be able to have access to whatever you have. This person may be consistently critical and you find that they don't ever have anything positive to say or they're making negative comments about you uh, frequently when you go out. Little jabs, as they say, are just jokes and you're being too sensitive, right? So these are some of the examples of things that just don't feel good in a dating relationship or as you're getting out there dating, getting to know people and people will find themselves putting up with and tolerating these things with an expectation that it's going to get better, that people are going to make adjustments, that over time they will have this person that they think that they want or that they have a desire to have. And the reality is people are going to show up and be who they are. You don't get to make a person. Um, and so I get to take all these parts of people that I like. And then if I just keep on throwing hints to you, you'll turn into that person. That's not how that works. So how do we successfully date? What are the do's and don'ts? And when I say successful people, that does not mean that it ends up in marriage because some people think to successfully date means, oh, I'm going to be married in a year. That's not what that means. Successfully dating is about you actually having a dating plan. It is so very important for you to have a plan going into dating where you set your boundaries, where you decide who you want to date, how you like to date, where you decide who are the people that you might be interested in dating. It's very important that we have some openness, that we're not so narrow that we restrict ourselves. But it's also important that you're honest with yourself. If you're not attracted to someone, then please don't. Okay, just stop, as we say. Encouraging and entertaining people when you know that they are just going to be filler for you when they are just holding up space while you wait to find somebody better. That's not fair to that person and that's not fair to you. So it's important that you understand what your preferences are. Do you have preferences in terms of education? Do you have preferences in terms of appearance? And yes, we all do. If you all are not honest and say that, no, I can date anyone as long as they're nice and they're funny, they have a sense of humor, you are not being honest with yourself because everyone has a type. Everyone has characteristics that they like in a person. And that's okay. Your characteristics may be different than someone's, someone else's. It doesn't mean you're being too bougie. It doesn't mean that you're being too elitist. It doesn't mean you're being too picky. It means you're being honest with yourself. And that stops you in the long run from dealing with people who are not going to be a good fit for you, right? So at this point in your life, 
If you have not figured out what it is that you like, then that may mean you may need to just do some more casual dating. Let me get to know people. Let me um, create some friendships out here to see what may be some of the things that I want. You also want to be looking at things like fiscal management. It is important for people to be able to manage their resources. You may be looking at things like, does this person have their own transportation? Does this person have their own home? And you all may be at different places in your journey, and that's fine. If you're at a place right now where you don't have transportation, you don't have stable housing, I often talk to people about, is this an appropriate time for you to be dating? Because you want to be in a stable place when you're dating. Right. So it's important for you to recognize what are my priorities right now? My priorities might be that there are some other things that I want to work on. But if you do choose to date, recognizing that you're not stable in, in some areas, then you need to be mindful of the type of people that you date are likely going to be the type of people that also are not stable. And this is what I get complaints about from a lot of people. It's like, oh, I just keep getting the same type of people. They're not going anywhere. I feel like I end up trying to pull them up. Well, that's who you're dating. That's who your pool is because you are not actually working on yourself first before you start dating. Don't allow other people to put pressure on you about what your dating plan looks like. That needs to be something that you work on, plug for therapy, possibly with a therapist to make sure that it's an, a plan that is actually reasonable and, and that you have expectations that are actually feasible because sometimes we do have this kind of imaginary fantasized version of what a relationship is gonna look like. Uh, Let's just be honest, you are not going to get that person who looks like those entertainers and models, those Instagram famous people that you see. Uh, you all have probably seen the memes about what I see on, on Instagram and what I see in person, right? Because again, you have to realize that these people are made up. A lot of these people are models. There's filters. There's all of these things. So we want to be reasonable about what a person can looks like and and can look like and beauty comes in a lot of different ways. So we don't want to be again so restrictive um, and unrealistic like oh I want you to have um, a model body and I'm over here and and I'm not taking good care of myself. Come on. Like let's be honest about the type of people we're going to attract based on what we're putting out. All right? You want to stick to your dating plan. A lot of times what people do is they keep making adjustments to their plan. And so it's not actually a plan. It's more like suggestions or, or um, different opportunities as they arise. No, if you have a plan, follow your plan. And that's true for any goal that you have is that you need to actually follow your plan. That it is okay if you need to make changes to your plan once you recognize like, eh, I want to add something or this one is not as important to me because those negotiables and non-negotiables need to be a part of that plan. What is a must have and what are things that I can be flexible about, right? And some of those things may change, but your basic cores should not change because who you are essentially is not going to change from those core values much over time, right? The things that you want, good, commun good communication, honesty, partnership, like those are some things that should not change over time. Those should be your staples. Okay, and so what are the just stops? What are, please stop doing this. Um, so let's talk about whenever anything feels uncomfortable to you. And a lot of times what ends up happening when we're dating, we're at a place where we want to be connected to someone. We're often lonely uh, and we want that connection and companionship. And so we end up settling for people who are, again, just filler people. All right. So what I want you to do is when things are uncomfortable for you, listen to your intuition. If someone is telling, if something in your, your, your body, your mind, your heart, your soul, wherever you think that intuition comes from, is telling you that this person is unhealthy, you see those flags, 
Pay attention to those flags. That intuition is there for a reason. I have had several people throughout my um, my career, more than several, definitely, um, who have told me that they saw things early on that they ignored because you have such a desire, right? You're at this point where you're like, oh, I want this to be the one. And we have a really bad habit, habit of saying, God, just give me, right? Like God is a magical genie and is going to present this person. So the next person that walks into our lives, we think God sent us. No, that is my desire to have someone that has nothing to do with God. We have to stop bringing God and stuff that is not uh, of God. Uh, we have the capacity to make decisions, but we want to make informed decisions. So when you feel like you are making a lot of accommodations for a person, excuses for a person, losing yourself in this person, that this person is 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 trying to fill some void in you and people can, you cannot fill a void in you. It's work you have to do on your own. Then those are times when you really need to pay attention to what is going on with me that I'm trying to find people to fill these voids, that I'm overlooking these red flags. I know this person. I want to be in a monogamous relationship. I know this person is consistently cheating on me. Why am I continuing to allow myself to give you these passes over and over again when it's hurtful to me, it's building up resentful resentment inside of me and it's making me not feel good about my self-worth? Why am I continuing to do that when I know this is not healthy for me? Because that's that desperation and we have a hard time being able to let go. We've talked about hoarding. Uh, I've shared that with you all uh, on many occasions. We can hoard people just like we can hoard things. Why am I hoarding this person? So I want you to learn to let go and not chase people who are not giving you what you need and who do not value you because that's what you're doing. You are chasing people. When that person ghosts you, stop trying to go and find them and find other ways to communicate with them. Let it go. There is a reason why this person stopped communicating with you and whatever their reason is, they did not honor you by allowing you to have a conversation with them. That means they were done for whatever reason. They don't want to have a conversation with you about it. And perhaps they tried to have conversations with you and you have not been receptive. So they just resorted to the thing that works for them. Let me just not communicate with you at all because I'm not going to keep, continue to go back and forth with you. What are the do's that's really important? Clarify your expectations and your boundaries. Articulate them up front. Tell people what you want to be called. Some of you may like to be called bae or, or beautiful or gorgeous or handsome or stallion, whatever it is. You may like these things. They may uh, feel like terms of endearment to you. They may make you feel good about yourself. But I want you to ask, with, ask people, check in with people. Don't assume that everybody wants to be called that. Some people find that extremely irritating. Because again, names are important. Um, and you, you all hear the, the song all the time. Put some respect on it. So for some people, their name is a way of you showing that you value and respect them, pronouncing it correctly, using it, right? These are, these are things. Say my name is important for a reason because it is, can be very easy for you to get comfortable not saying people's names. And I know a lot of us do that. Hey, girl, what's up, man? Have no idea what your name is. Have not known your name for years. Now, if you actually knew I did not know your name, how would you feel about that? Right? So think about that in terms of dating. It may, be, it may feel very disrespectful for people when you don't call them by their names. And you may think, well, I called you sexy. You ought to take that as a compliment. Just accept the compliment. Well, if it's not a compliment to me, then I'm not going to accept it. So don't assume that people are going to like hearing those things. 
just because it's something that you hear a lot of people say or because it's something you would want someone to say to you. Honor a person by allowing them to tell you what's important for them for you to call them, okay? Do not assume everyone is the same, right? So we want to make sure that we're asking, and that is in terms of boundaries as well. Some people have a very uh, consistent habit of touching people when they talk. When they talk to you, they touch their your hand, they touch your shoulder, they touch your leg, they're touching you in the small of the back. For some people, that is very uncomfortable, particularly when they don't know you very well. So you're out, you see a person is attractive and they've got biceps bulging and you're like, oh my goodness, and you just walk up and you touch. That is not a good body boundary. And just because something looks appealing to you, someone looks appealing to you, does not mean that you have the right to touch them. And people will say, well, if I didn't touch you, then you would think, insert whatever outdated, antiquated uh, perception about gender uh, that you can. No, I would think that you're being respectful of me, my body, and my space, right? So be very mindful. And I know you're sliding by people when you're out places and you're trying to get a, a free feel and being slick or you're touching people's hair and touching their faces. Be very mindful that you don't know what people have experienced. That could be very traumatic for someone. Someone may have been violated before. And here you are violating them again. Now, it doesn't matter what your intentions are. It matters what your actions are. And so we all have to be responsible for our own actions. So, yes, just because they're out here looking beautiful, they've got their, their shirt open, showing you that chest, they've got their legs out or their breast out, doesn't mean that you get an opportunity to touch them, right? So we want to be very careful about that, particularly when we're first meeting people. Uh, people are often really casual when they're first meeting people. You don't know this person well enough to be touching them in that way. So allow them to give you permission or set a dynamic to let you know what is okay and what is not okay. I think it's really important for us to also think about what dynamics you want right? What are the things that I want in a relationship? We avoid having these conversations sometimes because we don't want to know the answer, but also sometimes because we just assume that people are in the same place that we are in a relationship dynamic. If we're spending all this time together, we're, um, we're out, we're dating, uh, we're, we're making plans with each other, we're investing in each other. I may assume that you are in a committed relationship with me. You may not be in a committed relationship with me. You may be seeing other people. That's why it's important for me to ask what you're looking for. And it's also important for me to share with you what I'm looking for. Now, in establishing these boundaries, we need to be honest with ourselves. There is absolutely nothing wrong with being in a relationship with multiple people as long as your partners are aware and consent to you being in relationships with multiple people and also them being in relationships with multiple people, right? Consensual non-monogamy. You all know I'm big on consent. That's why we had a whole discussion just a little while ago about touch and names, right? So it's important for us to get consent about what type of relationship dynamics that we're entering into. Some people just want to have very casual relationships they want to see you when it's convenient for them. They may want to have a sexual relationship. You may be somebody that they're good friends with, but they also have sex with. So it's important to understand those dynamics up front and be honest with yourself about what works for you. Some people will say they're good with things that they're not good with. If you know you want a committed monogamous relationship, please don't entertain relationships that are not that. You're only going to be hurt and frustrated and disappointed. And the person is going to remind you like, hey, I told you what kind of relationship dynamics that I was interested in. I set that boundary up front. You said you were okay with it. Now you're switching up the game, right? 
So thinking that you're going to get someone because you're open and you're, you know, hey, I'm, I'm cool with things. I, I, I don't have to have all of these titles and, and, and regulations and rules. Well, you do need to have some and whatever they are, again, they need to be consistent. Now, trust your gut. It, it is important for you when things don't feel comfortable for you to acknowledge that they don't feel comfortable. I saw a great um, question the other day. Uh, one of the, the people I follow online that um, does good sexual health and communication about what have I done over the course of this week? And these are just, you know, kind of conversations, uh, starters or, or dialogue to have with partners. What have I done over the course of this week that made you uncomfortable that you didn't bring up? I think that's an excellent question because sometimes we sit on things because we question, well, can I be uncomfortable about that? Maybe I'm being sensitive about that. Maybe it wasn't a big deal when it really was. And it, it, it is something that you kept thinking about. It gave you pause. If it gave you pause, it's something that you need to um, bring up. You need to address. And there's appropriate ways to do that. Like, I don't need to wake you up at three o'clock in the morning while you're sleeping soundly and address this. But, you know, we should be setting aside time. This is part of nav navigating relationships, right? We'll get to the communication piece here in a second. Um, this is about navigating time. So we should be carving out time to have conversations with each other as we're getting to know each other, or as we're moving further along in our dating relationship. I do want you to know you can't pull somebody, drag somebody, fix anybody, um, create who you want to create, build a person out of, out of anybody. Like people are going to have their own boundaries. They're going to have their own dating plans and strategies. They're going to have their own expectations about relationships and their dynamics that they want in relationships. And people have a right to have their own dynamics instead of trying to fix theirs and alter them so they're a better fit for you or alter yours um, to try to pretend to be somebody you're not. Find someone whose boundaries are more consistent with yours. So that takes some of the stress out of the relationship when we're already on the same page. Don't settle people. Like this is the biggest thing. Um, you can get comfortable with a lot of things over time, but that doesn't mean that they make you feel good, right? We just learn to accept them and they become the, the pattern, but they're not necessarily things that are healthy for us. So make sure that you are not at any point sacrificing who you are um, for the purpose of thinking that's going to allow you to have a long-term partner or a great relationship. There is a difference between us like, hey, you know what? We're having a conversation. Like, let's come to some mutual agreement. You can't have everything you want. I can't have everything what I want. We compromise versus me sacrificing what I want to try to be somebody that I'm not. Um, carving out time. So, you know, again, this person isn't available to you. They're not responding to you or they're wanting to be available to you all the time. And it's it's suffocating. Right. So we want to make sure that we're managing our time well. If you're a person who feels like you're not getting time because you're trying to get to know this person, you're only getting those good morning texts. There's no depth. There's nothing else to the conversation. Um, days at a time you don't hear from somebody. You may really want to think about is this person actually invested in dating you? Right. So they're not making time for you. They're not making space for you. And if you bring up to them like, hey, I want to take a little bit more time and get to know you. Um, haven't felt like we've had much opportunity to do that and they put you off, they're not responsive, then that is your answer. Again, you can't drag people along, pull people along, make people be who they're not. And sometimes I know it's hard for you all. You want to like, oh, well, let me keep trying. Please stop. Okay, right? Title of this, 
just stop. Um, don't, don't keep putting yourself out there to get rejected over and over again. Again, it's not going to result in anything positive for you. Um, take that as a cue. Sometimes people are giving you information in a lot of different ways. When they're not being responsive, when they're not reaching out, when they're not initiating contact, that may be an indicator to you that for whatever reason, they're not invested. That doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you, but it may be that you're not a good fit for them, or maybe they don't have time to put into a relationship. And so it's okay for you to move on. In fact, I encourage you to. Um, if somebody's interested, they're going to make time for you, right? A 15-minute conversation can go a long way. I know that people don't have hours and hours to be on the phone. Um, and you may not even be a person that likes to talk that much. But you can use a lot of, you can pack a lot into a short period of time. Checking on this person, um, them checking on you. You are able to navigate this, carve out times that works for you both. You all may not be a, uh, the type of people that can talk every day. You might go once a week and talk. You might talk every couple of days. And again, this is part of you navigating who you are in your dating plan. Some people do need constant communication. They want to talk to their people that they're interested in or they're dating every day. Talk about that up front because that may not be something that you can maintain. A lot of times we start out doing stuff that we know we can't keep up. And then people are upset because it's like, well, you stopped doing what you used to do in the beginning. Well, I really am not that type of person in the first place. I was just doing that. It was new and I was making it work, but it was really exhausting for me. Right. And that goes back to being honest. And again, when you are having that time, be fully present. You've been on dates or, or sat with people um, and they're on a phone or they're doing all of these other things and they're not actually being fully present in the moment with you. Carve out some distraction free time. That doesn't mean we have to sit for hours together every day. But when we are having conversations, when we are trying to connect with each other, it is important that you are fully present in that moment. During this time of the pandemic, you can utilize video dates. You can get dressed up, get your mood lighting, have your food, you all can share a meal together. So there's a lot of different ways you can be creative out in this dating and not have to be out. So if you're not comfortable going out for those people are like, Ugh, you know, the, the pandemic is still kind of raging to me. I'm not comfortable going to sit in a restaurant or going to a concert. Well, now we have a lot of different options. We can sit and hear this versus battle. We can play music together. We can have this video date. We're still spending that time together, investing in each other, being intentional about that time as we're getting to know each other or as we're strengthening our dating relationship. Um, please do strengthen your communication skills. It is not very attractive when you don't have anything of substance to talk about, when you are limited to those one or two words per text and they're like the same words every day, then people are going to get bored with that. So that means, yes, you do have to do some work in terms of you being able to show up and be a good communicator. If you're a person that's shy, if a per you're a person that's anxious, there are conversation starters out there. There's even games that allow you to get to know each other. So we can do different things that takes the pressure off you feeling like you're being looked at, feeling like you're having to do all the talking. We can set timers if you're an over talker and you might want to just quietly set a timer like, OK, I don't need to be talking for more than 10 minutes. Then I need to ask this person something about themselves, allow them the space to be able to talk. If I'm an under talker, I don't need to let this person go on for 30 minutes trying to pull this conversation and they're exhausted. I need to make sure that after 10 minutes, I have brought something up, right? So if you're a person that overshares, um, then your task may be, well, let me ask this person three things about them that I don't know. My goal is to find out 
three things about this person that I didn't have as information prior to us starting this conversation. If you're a person that's an overtalker, then you can ask this other person, right? So you can balance it out. If I'm a person that doesn't share, I need to maybe ask um, or tell you three things about me so that you're getting to know me, right? So I'm making a concerted effort to put myself in there because I'm, you know, a person that usually listens as a per as opposed to a person that talks. And so it's very important that you also share information about yourself so this person can get a chance to know you. If you're a big talker, practice your listening skills. Reflect back on what this person is saying. Go back and ask them about something that they brought up previously. Check in on them when they bring up something and you go back and you follow up, right? That's part of that investment. If you're a person that's a listener, um, and it's you know difficult for you to talk, then practice your speaking skills. So allow yourself to be able to, you can practice in the mirror, you can um, practice with other people so that you're more comfortable talking, right? And again, you don't have to come up with all these topics because I know that can be daunting or you're like, oh, conversation just kind of had a nice lull. Sometimes it's fine to have some quiet. We don't have to talk all the time. But at the same time, there's plenty of information out there about topics to bring up. You can follow different news sites so you have information to bring up. You can follow entertainment sites, sports, all of these different things that will give you information to discuss with someone else. And that's part of that intellectual wellness, right? So that we're having conversations about things that have meaning. That's how we grow in terms of getting to know each other. But also, it's not about me forcing anything onto you. It's about me sharing and allowing you to share. You can absolutely have the type of relationship that you want. You can have the type of person whom you want to be with in a relationship. You can also be the type of person who people want to be in a relationship with, but you do have to have a dating plan and you have to grow and practice some strategies so that you can continue to evolve and you're not getting stagnant and stale as you're out here dating. Okay. You all be well.